I'm not 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Not every tune I write is a hit song. Not every swing is a home run. Here's what you gotta know before we get started. You win some, you lose some, there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's lows and there's highs, hellos and goodbyes. You win some, you lose some, there's pretty, there's gruesome, there's ups and there's downs, but don't turn around. If you hear me singing this song, you know that I'm trying. All I've got's this promise to keep fighting. I don't have a pretty picture trophy smiling If you hear me singing this song You know that I'm trying Lo yolecho am locho ligmoi Lo yato ben choirin liwatei limero Lo yolecho am locho ligmoi the highest, highest to try. You win some, you lose some. There's pretty, there's gruesome. There's lows and there's highs. Hellos and goodbyes. You win some, you lose some. There's pretty, there's gruesome. There's ups and there's downs. But don't turn around. If I hear you singing this song, I know that you're trying. That promise to keep fighting. You don't need a pretty picture trophy smiling. If I hear you singing this song, I know that you're trying. We don't need your home run The only way to win is to have fun With humble eyes, look to the sky The highest, highest to try
So, and this song is also called Hakol. Hakol Yeducha.
אדם הולך בכל חייו? לאן אדם צועד בכל דרכיו? לאן אדם פונה בכל ימיו? העולם הזה הוא כה מורכב. יש מסלולים רבים והמון דרכים. יש מבואות שונות והמון צורות. יש תמרורים רבים בכל הצמתים. רמזורים שונים בהמון צבעים לכל אחד יש משאלות, לכל אחד יש רצונות, לכל אחד יש את דרכו. לכל אחד יש משאלות, לכל אחד יש רצונות, לכל אחד יש את דרכו. Oh, 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 oh,
a.m. Derek Achim, by request from listener Yono with Ani Mamin here at JM in the AM. That request came on the NSN app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Comment on our on our uh, comment section, and you could even request a song. How do you like that? Like M.H. Dauber commented, good early morning from the Windy City. Welcome back. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Whoa. Much appreciated, frankly. Didn't mean for that sound to go on the air, but <laughs> these things happen. What can I tell you? Um, anyway, feel free to comment on the app, and thanks for the welcome back. That's much appreciated. Derek Achim with Ani Mamin, Darko Shal Kol Echad, done by Micha Gammerman. Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados in an amazing 2021 performance on Lagba Omer Morning for us at JM in the AM. With Hakoyo Ducha, Hine Lokenu, that's Yaakov Shweki, who we'll see this coming Sunday night at the Ten Yad event. Avi Hess with Lachadodi, Loa Lecha, that's done that's done by Eighth Day. And um Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this October the 14th, day eight in the month of Marcheshvan, the year 5782, Tufshin Pei Bays. Happy birthday to Maishi Rosenwasser. The rumor is out. Word is spreading through Rockland County and beyond that today is Maishi Rosenwasser's birthday. And we say happy birthday from all of us here at JM in the AM. Today is the second day of Bahab. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. 64 degrees outside with 88% humidity. Winds are northwest at 5 miles per hour. Partly cloudy with a high of 79. Then tonight, cloudy and a low of 64. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 80 degrees. 83 right now in Yerushalayim. 64 here in New York. As we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, an amazing two-day journey down to Miami Beach. Uh, we have a lot of thank yous. And we'll start with... Uh, Rabbi Donald Bixen, the spiritual leader of Congregation Beth Israel, the Beth Israel Congregation down in Miami. Uh, he and his president and his board and his congregants and his community were extremely, extremely welcoming. And we had a, a phenomenal Monday night there in the synagogue, as reflected by our Tuesday morning JM in the AM. I hope you had a chance to catch it. There were some really, really important conversations that took place that night. And I hope you were able to hear it on uh, the Tuesday morning broadcast. If not, of course, we have the archive section for you to enjoy that and thousands of other shows. Um, and I have to thank Rabbi Shia Guttenberg, who is the head of school at the Hebrew Academy down in Miami Beach. Again, a show that we conducted on uh, Tuesday, in the middle of the school day Tuesday. We actually met <laughs> we met a lot of students there. Uh, including an amazing group of early childhooders who uh, started off our show, uh, which I hope you heard in the first hour yesterday, uh, with their incredible um, rendition of the Pledge of Allegiance, the Star Spangled Banner, Hatikva, Am Yisrael Chai, and much, much more. It was really, really beautiful. Hour number one yesterday on a Wednesday morning broadcast, and then the show just rolled from there. So a big thank you to Rabbi Guttenberg and his faculty, his staff, his administration, 
his students, uh, all the uh, elementary, middle, and high schoolers who joined us. It was really a very, very warm and incredible environment in a beautiful location down in Miami Beach. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, and when it was revealed to us or when we were reminded that this was the only school south of Baltimore, Maryland, uh, in the entire southern region of the United States for quite a while, we're talking about a historic and legendary institution that predates the state of Israel. Uh, and it was really amazing uh, to uh, to be there and to meet everybody at the Hebrew Academy. I had heard a lot about it in my lifetime, a lot about Hebrew Academy. I mentioned on the air that my aunt was a legendary uh, teacher there. Um, yeah, it certainly led to some name dropping <laughs> that I was able to do during our visit. Uh, but it was just a, an amazing visit and a great show. And again, if you missed it, archive section, uh, check out the Wednesday broadcast from Hebrew Academy of Greater Miami. And I know a lot of alumni are actually gra- are actually uh, listeners of ours uh, all around the country and all around the world. So I thank them for tuning in and for all their comments as well. Um, and here we are back in New York City on a Thursday morning live from our studios on Grand Street in Manhattan. Can you imagine? Our quaint little operation here. Wishing a happy birthday to Maishi Rosenwasser and uh, reminding everybody that the big 10-yacht event is this coming Sunday night. I looked at the lineup. After all, I am uh, emceeing the event, so I should be familiar with the lineup. I looked at the lineup. Yaakov Shweki, Lipa Schmelzer, Avramel, Avram Fried, and Benny Friedman. That is quite a Jewish musical lineup with lots of prize-winning, face-grinning, and a live drawing. <laughs> on a lot of amazing prizes. We are three days and just under 12 hours away from the start of 10 Yad. Go to 10yad.org slash auction, 10yad.org slash auction, and get ready. It's going to be, it's really going to be an amazing and incredible uh, uh, Sunday night. That I can guarantee you. So on this Thursday morning, Jam in the AM, I remind you that we've got a big event coming up. 10yard.org slash auction, 10yard.org slash auction. We're three days and just under 12 hours away from the start of an amazing prize-winning, face-grinning, live-drawing event with Yaakov Shweki, Lipa, Avramel, and Benny Friedman. It's going to be quite a night. Uh, again, go to the website. Keep on donating. Keep on buying tickets. Keep on uh, hoping that you win one of these amazing prizes that they're giving away. And uh, most importantly, know that you are supporting an organization that supports young kalas and young newlyweds, essentially, or newly engaged couples, I should say, all around the world. Tenyad has gotten to the point where they are making an international impact, which is amazing. And yet another reason why I'm so excited to be hosting this coming Sunday night. So check out the website. Uh, You'll see in a a variety, in a a large number of Jewish communities around the world, uh, certainly in this area, you'll find the Tenyad auction booklet. Many of you probably got it by mail. And uh, check it out. Check it out. Buy your tickets. Make sure you've got what you need uh, so that you have a big chance to win this coming Sunday night. And we are ready to provide such amazing entertainment and information Uh, coming up on Sunday night. Make sure to be tuned in. Again, we're three days and 11 hours away. You can check out the uh, countdown clock, the ticker, and you can also check out how you can buy auction tickets and support an amazing Achnasas Kala organization 
by going to tenyad.org, T-E-N-Y-A-D.org slash auction. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, plenty coming up. You know, this coming um, Friday, a week from tomorrow, it's not this coming Friday, it's a week from tomorrow, is the yard side of Reb Shlomo Kalbach. So a lot of uh, people, a lot of shuls, a lot of uh, groups, a lot of chevras have assigned this Shabbos uh, as a Kalbach Shabbos. Because again, next Friday, the sh- the Friday after Lechacha is his yard site. So I uh, figured I'd start this set with a classic Reb Shlomo Kalbach tune as we get ready for what's going to be a Kalbach Shabbos in a large number of communities around the world. Here is Reb Shlomo with Mim Komcha at JM in the AM. Oh, <laughs> 
the original.
J.M. in the A.M. with David Lowy and Einod Milvado. Yachad done by Shlomo Kalbach. As we said, a lot of Kalbach Shabbatot this Shabbos because his yard site is next Friday. Uh, Ari Hill and Ellie Marcus together on uh, their medley from Project X. Shlomo Kalbach's Mim Komcha to open up that set as we explained earlier. Thursday morning, J.M. in the A.M. on this 14th of October, 8th of Marcheshvan. Good morning. Happy birthday, Maishi Rosenwasser. 64 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 79. Good morning, all. want to thank you for the uh, comments. A lot of great comments on the NSN app. Uh, let's see. We've got listener Terry Bokertov. Love the show from Miami. Keep them coming. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. J.A. Mora, beautiful Mimkomcha by Kalbach. Always moved when I hear someone using it. My friend's father and I. In a house I grew up in, Rabbi Chaim Garten House, about Fila Parak's launch. He's the Davin Kalbach Shabbos and Shomri Amuna in Baltimore. Wow, Shomri Amuna in Baltimore. I wonder if J.A. Mora remembers Rabbi Bach. He davened at my chuppah as well with his heartsick style. I wish him and his family gesund to enjoy his nigunim. And listener Sandy says, Happy birthday, Maishi Rosenwasser. Yom who led that Sameach. And we say the same, of course, to listener Maishi from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSigl.com, and the AlchemSigl Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. My thanks to everybody down in uh, 
in uh, Miami Beach, including Rabbi Bixin and Rabbi Guttenberg and everyone who made us so welcome at the Beth Israel Congregation at the Hebrew Academy of Greater Miami. It was an amazing visit. Great show and some really, really important. Someone asked me yesterday what was the most important interview you did. Uh, there were a couple I cited. There's some really important messages during those two broadcasts, both in terms of uh, synagogue and community and in terms of education and community. And I'm glad we were able to get those in. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JMNAM. גליצהל השעה שתיים, צהריים טובים באולפן גוני כהן עם מה שקורה עכשיו. מהומות בבהירות, חילופי אש ברחובות במהלך הפגנות של תומכי חיזבאללה. לפחות שלושה בני אדם נהרגו ועוד עשרים נפצעו היום מירי לעבר המפגינים שמחו נגד השופט שעומד בראש ועדת החקירה של אסון הפיצוץ בנמל בהירות שבו נהרגו יותר ממאתיים בני אדם. כוחות מתוגברים נשלחו לאזור במטרה לתפוס את היורים. מאות בני אדם נראו ברוכים ממקום האירוע. ראש ממשלת לבנון נג'יב מיקאטי התערב וקרא לעצור את האחראים לאלימות בהפרות הסדר. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי מזכיר ש... המתיחות הפוליטית סביב חקירת הפיצוץ החריפה לאחרונה ובחיזבאללה האשימו את השופט שעומד בראש הוועדה, טרק אלביתר, בנקיטת קו חריף נגד הארגון ודרשו להחליפו. הולכת רגל בת שבע נפצעה קשה מפגיעת אוטובוס בכפר מנדה. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה אותה לבית החולים רמב"ם עם חבלת בטן. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שנסיבות האירוע נחקרות. ראש אגף המבצעים במשטרה לשעבר, ניצב אמנון אלקלעי, העיד בוועדת החקירה הממלכתית לאסון מירון, התרענו על אירוע רב נפגעים, המפכ"ל סירב למתווה הביניים שהוצע. מפכ"ל, הוא שלל, אמר, או שחור או לבן. קרי, או שהר פתוח במלואו, או שהר סגור לגמרי. אני חשבתי שזה שגוי, אני יעצתי שם, ורשום שם גם, אני חושב שזה מתבטא טוב, שהבעיה המרכזית היא הצפיפות. ואם ככה דברים, אז תתכוננו לאר"ן. אני אמרתי את הדברים, אני חושב באופן ברור וחד. אם המשטרה הייתה נחושה בעמידה או באמירה, אז אני חושב שהמצב היה, לדעתי, שונה. עוד ידע הניצב בדימוס אלקלעי, כי ביקש לסיים את שירותו במשטרה בעקבות שרשרת החלטות שגויות, כלשונו. כתב אישום מוגש נגד תושב חולון בשנות ה-30 לחייו בגין תקיפת קשיש והפקרתו עם הפרטים כתבנו בתל אביב בנצר. מכתב האישום עולה כי בסוף השבוע שעבר הגבר תקף את האדם המבוגר שגילו 76 ללא היכרות מוקדמת ביניהם וללא מניע ברור. הוא גרם לו חבלות קשות ולאחר מכן הותיר אותו שרוע על הקרקע ועזב את המקום. המותקף המבוגר מטופל עד היום בבית החולים איכילוב. לצד כתב האישום הוגשה בקשה לעצור את התוקף עד לתום ההליכים. בית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע גזר 16 שנות מאסר בפועל על תושב הדרום בשנות החמישים לחייו שהורשע בעבירות מין חמורות בשלוש בנותיה של בת זוגו. הנאשם מודה בעובדות של כתב האישום במסגרת הסדר טיעון שאליו הגיע עם הפרקליטות בעיצומה של עדות המתלוננת הראשונה והורשע במספר עבירות אונס בנערות. מהפרקליטות נמסר כי ההסדר התקבל בהסכמת הקורבנות לנוכח מצבן הנפשי הקשה ועל מנת לחסוך מהן את שלב העדויות במשפט לאחר שהנאשם הודה במעשיו ידיעה שהעביר כתבנו רמי שני. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי מחר תחול עלייה קלה במידות החום, אלה החדשות.
בחסות קבוצת שטיר, מארגן את הארוחת רקס לענפי החשמל.
J.M. in the A.M., a Mizrach Shemesh done by uh, Eitan Freilich. Before that, you heard uh, Mordechai Shapiro's Schar Mitzvah, the Yazar from Yoyli Folkowitz. <coughs> Thursday morning, <coughs> whoa, Thursday morning, J.M. in the A.M. There we go. Hope that got my voice, uh, the sound to drop better. Happy birthday to Maishi Rosenwasser from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I've got to correct J.A. Mora. J.A. Mora, in reference to Rabbi Bach, says, I'm not that old. Okay, that makes sense, and therefore you wouldn't remember Rabbi Bach. Uh, but J.A. Mora adds, but I do know your son-in-law. The problem is I have no son-in-laws. <laughs> I have two married sons, but I have no son-in-laws, and neither of my daughter-in-laws are from Baltimore. Uh, so we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to uh, sort out that confusion. Listener Morris says, "Good morning. Any Kalbach Minyanim in Flatbush or Midwood, Brooklyn tomorrow night? Next Friday, Yehuda Green is in town. If anybody knows of Flatbush or anywhere in Brooklyn that's celebrating Kalbach Shabbos, let me know. We'll pass along that word." Listener Rochelle is tuned in from a lone Moreh. This Shabbat is an important Shabbat for us, and we are expecting many visitors. I'm so glad to hear. There is a Shabbat Elon Moreh. That's pretty amazing. 
Always listen to your show all day long. I enjoy your programs all week long. Rochelle, I thank you for that. And best regards to Elon More. Maybe one day we'll make it there and do a show from there, which would be amazing. Our friends at Gaia Coffee wish everybody a good morning. After all, there's no better way to start a morning than with a, delici- than with a delicious brewed bag, or I should, I should say a delicious brewed cup or mug of coffee. With Gaia, it's pretty simple. You uh, boil up a, a mug of hot water, you toss a Gaia brew bag into the uh, cup, and you're all set. That's it. You let it steep for a couple of minutes, and you've got a delicious cup of brewed coffee. Take advantage of uh, promo code radio when you go to the Gaia Coffee website and you place your order. Make sure to use promo code radio for your 15% off. GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, coffee.com, G-A-I-A, coffee.com. Yeah. It's a great way to start the morning. What can I tell you? Uh, our friends of Makar preparing for the big fifth annual Makar run and walk this coming Sunday in Marine Park, Brooklyn. Take a step to improve the lives of individuals with special needs. There's awesome swag, great refreshments. All proceeds benefit Makar Disability Services. And you could register or sponsor a runner by going to runformacar.org. Run, the number four, macar.org. Again, that's runformacar.org. And you can utilize that uh, website to join in and get ready for the run or to sponsor a runner, which would be pretty cool as well. More coming up on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast here at JMNAM. Dr. Moshe Sokol is going to join us. <laughs> J.A. Mora, I apologize. Oh, my God. I had a feeling when I started up with J.A. Mora this morning, I'm going to end up apologizing. J.A. Mora, I apologize. She knows my sister-in-law. That's what S-I-L stands for. It's so funny. I'm getting used to uh, M-I-L for mother-in-law, S-I-L for sister-in-law, F-I-L for father-in-law. Uh, I mean, S-I-L for son-in-law. I forgot about sister-in-law. Yes, the amazing and incredible Rabbanit Rivka Segal is my sister-in-law from the Shomri Amuna area of of Baltimore, Maryland. My apologies, J.A. Mora. It is I who made that terrible mistake. And you, of course, were right on point. And I apologize for that. (laughs) That's actually pretty funny. I hope the I hope J. A. Mora thinks it was funny. Uh, and listener Yona wants to know if there's a live lunch today. Yeah, there's a live lunch. We'll wrap up the uh, trip from uh, uh, the trip about. We'll wrap up uh, the trip to Miami. I don't know why I keep saying from. We'll wrap up the trip to Miami. Talk about that, and I'm sure plenty of other things. All coming up today, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time, in the live lunch at the Nahum Siegel Network. <laughs>
darkest times on a pitch black night He rode a horse of the purest white He knocked on the door, kind of prison afraid In his hand, a bag of money What shall I do when the money runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky What shall I do when the gold runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky In the car, the man, They surrounded me These three words they set me free When you got no strength and you cry and please Lost in the forest can't find the trees Here's what you do when the money runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky Here's what you do when the gold runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky J.M. and the A.M. Thursday, a song, a single that made it into the brand new album, Lucky, from 8th Day, Alakud the Mayor on Nani. We lose that for listener Judy, Judy Landy, who uh, asked for that one on the app. Um, uh, before that, you heard Yummy Lowy's Yismachu. Thursday morning, J.M. and the A.M. Rabbi David Gold. Oh, we're dropping early for my Goldwasser. This way, I'll remind you, or before we go to Rabbi Goldwasser, I'll remind you that this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abels and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies. Pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website, kosherdogs.net. Remember that all of the great A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide, and they have been with us 
serving the kosher world since 1954. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zebner B'Yosef HaLevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basher B'Yosef HaLevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the future, Hashem will say to Yitzchak, your children have sinned against me. Yitzchak will answer, are they my children and not your children? They proceeded to say, Nasa At that time, you called them Bini B'chayri, and now they are my sons and not your sons? In addition, Yitzchak Tainid, how much did they sin? How many are the years of man? Seventy. Subtract 22, because you don't punish until there are 22, and then there remain 50. Subtract 25, because they're at night. And during the night, a person sleeps and they don't sin. Subtract the time that is necessary to daven, to eat, and all of the other things that a person needs to do to take care of themselves. If you will bear it at all, good. If not, let it be upon me, half and half upon you. And if you say it should all be upon me, I offered myself up as a carbon. Then at that point, all will raise their eyes and they will call out, you Hashem, you're our father, you're our redeemer. The Gemara is talking about the future. In the future, Yitzhak will say to Hashem, atone the sins of B'nai Yisrael. I brought myself as a korban at the Akedah. I offered myself as a sacrifice. Give them kapara in the schus, in the merit that I offered myself. The Yish Kodesh asked the question, why is this only in the future that Yitzchak will come with this argument on behalf of Klal Yisrael? Why doesn't he come at the time of the korbanos, at the times of destruction, when aside from the great Chorban where thousands of Yidin were killed, why didn't Yitzchok come in the schus of the Hakrav of Akedus Yitzchok, of that sacrifice, that Hashem should be merachim, should have mercy on us, and not destroy the Beis HaMikdosh? Perhaps there could be a kitrig that by some of the later tragedies, the Jews did not have a choice. They had to die on Kiddush Hashem, they were not given the option that if they would like to convert, they could live. By Yitzchok, it was exactly the opposite. He wanted to be makrev himself, al-Kiddush Hashem. But at the end, the malach came and prevented the shechita. Yitzchok comes and says, I want to be mitztarif. I want to combine my rotson, what I did, without a maisa, because I was actually prevented in going through with the Kiddush Hashem. I want to combine what I did, Baratzon, with all the Masim, all of the Yidin throughout the generations that were Mekadeshem Shamayim, that simply had no choice. And that should be the greatest Kapara for B'nai Yisrael. In the merit of the Kedoshim and Taharim, those holy and pure souls, that were Neragal Kiddush Hashem throughout all the generations, may we soon see the future Geula, Bimheirav Yameinu. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday morning broadcast. Thank you to Rabbi Goldwasser, and again, thanks to everybody for the comments regarding the 
amazing two-day journey down to Miami. It was fantastic doing the uh, Tuesday morning jam and the from the Beth Israel Congregation. Thank you, Rabbi Bixen. It was great being at the Hebrew Academy of Greater Miami uh, essentially yesterday, although the show was recorded, obviously, during the day Tuesday. Um, and thank you to Rabbi Gutterman and uh, Rabbi Guttenberg, rather, <laughs> Rabbi Guttenberg uh, and uh, everybody down at the Hebrew Academy uh, for hosting us during that visit as well. Two great shows, and uh, much appreciated all the reaction we're getting from around the world. Uh, don't forget the 10 Yacht event is this coming Sunday. We'll be there. Uh, I have the privilege of emceeing this prize winning, face grinning, live drawing production that'll feature Avram Fried and Benny Friedman and Lipa Schmelzer and Yaakov Schwecki. Uh, a very fun night. We're three uh, days and just 11 hours away from its start. Uh, go to tenyad.org slash auction, T-E-N-Y-A-D dot org slash auction for more information. Uh, well, a, a few months ago, I think it was in June, uh, Dr. Sokol joined us uh, as dean of the Lander College for Men. We were discussing uh, different aspects of Lander College and uh, Turo, and uh, which is a division, of course, of Turo College. And um, we said at that time that we would set aside time to bring him back to discuss uh, the book entitled The Snake at the Mouth of the Cave, Exploring Talmudic Narratives. Rabbi Dr. Moshe Sokol's book is um, a Magid Books production, magidbooks.com. That's two Gs, magidbooks.com. And, of course, that is part of our um, uh, op- uh, uh, as part of the our friends' operation over at Koran Publications in Jerusalem. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Moshe Sokol is Dean of the Lander College for Men, a division of Turo College, and Rabbi of the Yav Dominion of Flatbush. That's why he was so. That's why he is so dear to us because of uh, the relationship he had with our wonderful late friend Mayor Weingarten. Um, uh, Rabbi Sokol, as we said, is um, uh, the Dean of Lander, and at the very beginning of the book, Turo College and University System pays tribute in a beautiful one-page tribute to Rabbi Dr. Moshe Sokol an outstanding Rav scholar and academician who is respected by his peers and beloved by his students, and he is the author of The Snake at the Mouth of the Cave. Uh, Dr. Sokol, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. And it's a pleasure to be here as well. I appreciate it. Good to that. rekindle old relationships. <laughs> to say the least. And uh, and we are connected forever, Baruch Hashem, and I'm happy about that. Uh, why the title? From whence does the title come? The Snake at the Mouth of the Cave. Well, part of the answer is so that you would ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> I like to provoke people. Hey, where does that title come from? And maybe I'd better take a look at that book. So the title actually comes, it, it, there's a, a two-part answer to the question. The title comes from one of the chapters in the book, um, which uh, describes a, a very puzzling encounter between Rav Yochanan, the great Amora, and Rav Kahana. Um, uh, Rav Yochanan thought that Rav Kahana had smirked at him. He was very upset. Rav Kahana subsequently dies. It turns out, as Talmudim tell Rav Yochanan, it turns out that it wasn't a smirk, but Rav Kahana had a defect on his lip. Uh, of course, Rav Yochanan was very upset about this, and he went to ask Mechila forgiveness from Rav Kahana at the cave in which he was buried. Well, it turns out that there was a snake coiled around the mouth of the cave, uh, which refused him entree into the cave until he said the right code. And uh, the chapter discusses what that code is and what the significance is. Uh, so it's drawn from that, and I hope it's uh, an arresting title, but it also has for me a double entendre in that um, just as Yochanan needed to, in order to penetrate 
the deep subterranean cave in which Kahana was buried. He needed to know the code. All of us who learn Agadita struggle to enter into the deep, mysterious, cavernous, hidden meanings of the Agadita, and we're looking for code or codes to get in there. So at one level, the book is my modest attempt to provide one possible code for exploring the infinite depths and riches of Agatha. You know, um, and, and, and for many people in this audience, obviously, we, we have to explain what that means, and, and the book is, is so scholarly and amazing. I, I, hope he, I hope people will pick it up and, uh, and understand that they'll need to go through it once or twice to just to make sure that they understand exactly where you're coming from with the different stories that you... Uh, that you cite, but let's start with that. Agadita, what would be the best translation, and how would you explain, and again, I'm somebody who went through the yeshiva system, so I have my own angle on this, how would you explain to the average person the way Agadita has been portrayed in the annals of Jewish scholarship? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great question. So, for starters, there's the Talmud, the Gemara. Um, Folks who are who are the key in Bishas, who really know Shas, I've heard this from several people, estimate that about 30% of Shas is Agadita. Uh, we tend to think of Shas as halacha and discussions about various manifold halachic topics, but about 30% deals with Agadita, so it's really important. And the, and, and the best translation into English of the word Agadita would be? For <clears throat> right, so uh, that, I'm coming to that. I'm and sorry. Yes. <laughs> often translated as legends, although I don't think that's true. I would say it would be the non-halachic portions of the Gemara, which include narratives or stories, which this book focuses on. Uh, but it includes um, hashkafa, you know, idea, Jewish ideas, Jewish values, Jewish uh, ethical teachings that are not, you know, halachic or legal in nature. Um, it includes various uh, interpretations of psukim, which are not halachic in nature, but sometimes, uh, you know, uh, very, very expansive in their way of looking at uh, the text of the Torah of Tanakh. So it's, you might say, all the probably the easiest way to define it would be all the non-halachic portions of, right. the, of the Gemara. It could include medical, you know, medical teachings, teachings about health, general advice, all kinds of, I mean, they got it, the right. Gemara is infinitely rich. And, and before, this is a non- and, non-halachic portion And of it. before <laughs> you address how it's portrayed in our scholarship's history, we, we should also mention that it is, it is viewed so significantly, or maybe I should say it differently, it is viewed as such a, as such a um, uh, an important separate section, if you will, or separate area of Talmud, that there actually have been many Sfarim in many languages written just on Agadita, meaning to to bring to to uh, underscore the importance of just those sections of the Talmud. Right. So those sections often speak to us as human beings and speak to us with our human aspirations, our foibles, our attempt to become better, our attempt to become spiritually closer to God. So these are all, the Agaditas often, not all of them, but often resonate with us as human beings and as questing Jews in our in our attempt to grow and develop a relationship with Hashem and with other human beings. So they, they have a very profound impact in ways that the pure halachic material, which is incredibly important and is the you know the basis of Judaism in many ways, but it doesn't it doesn't speak in the same way. So Agadit has a Agadit has a certain power uh, to it. Now um, the classical commenta- commentators on the Gemara, 
notably Rashi, always commented on Agarata, just like he commented on every other portion of the Gemara and all, and the Gaonim, which goes back to the early medieval period, uh, and Rishonim, the middle and late medieval periods, the Achronim, later commentaries, many of them wrote on the Talmud, and they also, inter alia, wrote on uh, the agadic portions of the of the Gemara. There is a sefer called Ein Yaakov, which right. many of your listeners may be familiar with, right. um, which is a compendium of commentaries on Agadita, and the author uh, went through Shas and selected out the agadic portions of Shas, of the Talmud, and he gathered together various commentaries, so that's a very, very important work as well. The Barsha is extremely well-known for his Hudushi Agados, for his commentary on the Agadita. And over the years, there have been Maharal, you know, wrote an, an, an immensely important, highly creative, voluminous commentary on Agadita. So there is a literature, an interpretive literature, from our classical commentaries over the years. Um, however, I think it's fair to say that relative to the halachic portions of the Gemara, it's understudied. <clears throat> By that I mean that if you took a, if you went to the Jewish National University Library in Israel and you managed to get a pile, gather together a, two piles, one pile of all of the material that's halachic in nature, which goes back to the Gemara, and all the material of a non-halachic nature, and you'll find that the halachic material would be massively out, out size the non-halachic material, because right. we are a halacha, as Professor Isidore Tversky put it, a halachocentric people. We are focused on halacha, and those portions uh, of the Gemara that deal with halacha are of paramount importance. However, the Agadita, 30% of Shas, 30% of the Talmud, that's a lot. So yeah. it's obviously very, very important. And if someone... And in the English, which is where I'm coming to right now, right. there is definitely uh, a paucity of material. Not that there's no material, but there is a paucity of material that focuses exclusively on Agarita. Um, there is a growing uh, universe of, uh, of academic scholarship in English on Agarita. Um, and that is of considerable interest. I draw upon it myself. Uh, the authors are write in an academic mode. So right. they write uh, in a kind of a distance from what they're writing about, as an ac- academic should write. Um, and they operate with certain academic presuppositions that not all orthodox, orthodox readers, for example, would be comfortable with. Right. What I try to do in this book is I draw upon academic scholarship, but I write, I wrote the book in ways that are deeply meaningful to me. In other words, um, I I did not distance myself as a typical academic might, even if I draw from academic sources. Understood. uh, The the book, the Agatha, these stories, and I only focus exclusively on narratives, only on stories. I have another book coming up, which is, you know, additional material, um, but it's only focused on stories, and um, I, I, I try to read the stories with, intricate care, the same way my rabbeim taught me in yeshiva to read all the Gemara with intricate care. Why does it use this word? Why does it say this? Why do they do this? Why do they ask this? Why don't they ask this? It's a part of the methodology that one learns in the yeshiva system, if one spends many years there. I try to apply that methodology, which is not frequently done, 
uh, to the, these agotic materials, to these stories, these narratives, very, read them with a very, very considerable care, raising all kinds of questions, and I write in a very dialogical manner, because in many ways the chapters in this book are based on classes that I gave. So you engage, and you right. ask questions, answers, questions, and you try to come up with an account or a theory for what's going on in this often mysterious and sometimes troubling story that the Gemara chose to tell us. The, uh, so there isn't that much material, very little, but just a little bit, but not a lot of material in English that would that does that kind of uh, job. The Magid Books release is The Snake at the Mouth of the Cave, Exploring Talmudic Narratives, or by Dr. Moshe Sokols with us live via telephone. Now, if I understood your intro correctly, um, you chose in this regard, these eight stories, eight narratives, eight chapters were chosen specifically, and, and again, tell me if I have this right, because you feel that these eight are, I, I don't know if this is the right way of putting it, history-changing narratives or uh, stories that took place that have had an influence on the aftermath of those stories in Jewish history for hundreds, if not at this point, almost thousands of years. Would, would, would that be accurate? You, cho- you, chose, you chose Jewish life, life-changing events? Um, that's true. I, I can't say that was my conscious choice. Uh, I, I mean, just the way it evolved is that over many years, I give Shira in my shul, and we came upon Gemaras, which had some of these stories, so I taught them in depth, like I try to do my best to teach everything else I do. Then subsequently, I began a series of shiurim at Lander, which we call Agatha Tabiyan. Um, so, <laughs> some would say that's a dichotomy we're not used to in the yeshiva world, Agatha Tabiyan. Exactly. So I taught some, and then eventually it coalesced, uh, some of the chapters coalesced into a book. Partially it's because uh, they de facto form intellectual biographies of two of the greatest Gedolim who ever lived, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yochanan, and two great, great, great Talmudic sages, one earlier, one later. Um, so I came to see, look, here is a, if we put these together, we have a portrait of the growth and development right. and challenges that these great, great Jews faced. In that, their time. That, that moved and, history in a certain direction, right? They, correct. A, right. Yeah, they did. Got Rabbi Eliezer certainly did. Rabbi Yochanan, right. Rabbi Yochanan was the... Right. Uh, is traditionally thought to be the compiler of Talmud Yerushalmi, right. which is obviously a major work, so it's very, very important. But what I want to stress is that these stories are, are just gripping. I mean, if you read them, they're just fascinating in the struggles that these great people underwent. And this is the theme of the book. The theme of the book is that people like Gedolim, great people like Rabbi Yochanan or Rabbi Eliezer or many other um, authorities in the Gemara, were men of deep principle. I mean, they had very, very strong principles about what constitutes Torah study, what constitutes Torah truth, how do you devote your life to the study of Torah. And they were ready Uh, to defend those principles, even if it meant excommunication. Exactly, at great, great personal cost. And the book overall looks at the question of what are the costs of living a very principled life? Because... We believe in the importance of principles. We want our life to be guided by ultimate values. But sometimes doing that comes at enormous personal cost or interrelationship cost or human cost. And how, how does a person's growth and development over time influence the way in which he carries out and lives his principles? Because these were human beings. They were great human beings, but they were human beings. And we can learn from them precisely because they were great human beings and not 
not angels. Mm-hmm. But at one point, I want to stress that this here, which is very important to me, which is that at the end of the day, I make no claims whatsoever about what Rabbi Eliezer or Rabbi Yochanan would truly would like. Right. None of us living in the 21st century, myself especially, me, you know, who I am, how can I begin to imagine what Rabbi Eliezer or Rabbi Yochanan or Akavya ben Mahalalel or Chonia Ma'agel were really like? I can't. What I'm trying to do is interpret what these texts tell us about those great people. That's different. In other words, the authors of these Agadita who lived many centuries, often after the protagonists of the Agadita, they had a view, and they were trying to teach me, Moshe Sokol, and all of the readers, a lesson, something important, that important to them. I'm trying to unpack what lesson they were teaching us, recognizing that that, at the end of the day, we still can't get any real grip on the greatness and the you know of Rabbi Yochanan or or Reish Lakish or Rabbi Eliezer, who lived millennia ago in a totally different world, whose religious heights were way beyond what we could even imagine. So I'm very modest in what I'm trying to do. I mean, it's an ambitious undertaking. I don't mean to say it isn't, but I'm modest in that I don't do psychobiography. I'm not trying to get into the what, what Rabbi Yochanan or Reish Lakish were really like. I can't know. But there's a Gemara here. And just like we learn any Gemara to try to understand it, we have to learn this Gemara and try to understand it too. And that's what I seek to do, try to unpack and figure out the Gemara based on of course, the classical Mepharshim. But based on what we know about the history of the time, um, what we know about their origins, what we know about the ideas that were at that time, what we know about psychology, about human beings, all kinds of techniques I do my best, for better or for worse, to employ to figure out what's the Gemara teaching. And that is a basic I think, obligation that every Jew has to try to figure out what the Gemara is teaching. But the, these particular in these cases, these are incredible yeah. stories and incredible people. They're just gripping. They're does, fascinating. Does, you can't help but be interested. Does the inability uh, of yourself, as you acknowledge, and all of us to, to truly understand you know, these personalities and to understand what's going on all these you know, centuries later, um, does, does that, I mean, it has, to, it has to lend to a legitimate air of of um, uh, of believability. In other words, one of the things that we and I'm not saying that this includes you and other uh, scholars and rabbis, but there are lay people out there that you know wonder if every detail of these stories, in fact, are true. I mean, Chonia Magel is obviously you know the the one I, I I would take from your book is the classic one. Should the believability factor have any role in analyzing these tales? Great question. Great question. And it, that question has been subject to debate for millennia. So you have two different schools of thought. You have uh, great commentators like Rashi who tend to take these things literally. Um, on the other hand, you have uh, great commentators like the Rambam or Maharal or others who don't take these stories literally. So I, I personally don't take any position on that subject. If you want to be a follower of Rashi, Gesundheit, right. can't get a better leader than Rashi if you want to take it literally. But it should, I but it shouldn't identify interfere. more with the rationalist school right. or the symbolist school. So the approach I take is more in that tradition. But I'm not telling people what to believe right. or not to believe. I'm but, just saying this is what works for me, and I'm following that great Masora of the Rambam, Rabbi Ramben Rambam, the Maral, and other great. Right, but but I search for a level where where the believability factor doesn't interfere with with the pursuit of understanding the story and learning its lessons. You know what I'm saying? Like that, the the frustration of not knowing if every detail is true really, I, I'm I'm giving myself Moser on this. Really, should not interfere 
Not at all. You know, I I spent so much time learning and reviewing and working on this material. It doesn't doesn't bother me one iota. In other words, if you're the kind of person who's comfortable believing, you know, all sorts of supernatural things, because that's your way of, that's your derech of avodah Hashem. They have many great uh, gedolim to follow. Personally, I am more identified with the other approach, which is the approach I take in my, uh, in in the book here, following in the footsteps of other greats. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Uh, I'm not preaching anything. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Believe me, I got it. (laughs) The book is called The Snake at the Mouth of the Cave, Exploring Talmudic Narratives, and it's pretty amazing. Um, uh, We are highly recommending it. Check it out at magidbooks.com, M-A-G-G-I-D books.com, magidbooks.com, Rabbi Dr. Moshe Sokol. Uh, By the way, how has the semester gotten underway over at Lander College? Great. Baruch Hashem. We had more students than we anticipated, than we projected. And the base medrash is humming, classes are full, and it's it's really going, given what was the universe in which we live, really beyond my expectations. Yeah. We have a vaccine mandate, so all of the students who are on campus are vaccinated unless they get uh, either a medical or a religious exemption, which obviously some students have. But it's, you know, a reasonably safe environment. We do continue to do COVID testing. We have a COVID testing apparatus from our School of Pharmacy coming up next week. So we try to be very careful, but if you walk through the halls, given the fact that virtually everybody is vaccinated, faculty, staff, and students, it's, it's, if you feel like it's pre-COVID times, yeah, vir- uh, which is great. Virtually everybody is not virtual, which is a good feeling. <laughs> it, <laughs> exactly. It, well said. Very well said. It's, nice, exactly it's right. nice to be back on an active campus, wouldn't you say? Oh, it sure is. The place is hopping with excitement. The base medrash is humming. You know, there's energy in the hall, student activities, clubs, sports. It's just uh, oh, you know, really intense learning. It's just uh, great to be back in that environment. We just hope we can continue with Hashem's help. Yeah, has right, Hashem. <laughs> Dr. Sokol, Mazal Tov on the book. And uh, sorry, it took this long to uh, analyze it with you, but I'm glad we did. And uh, good luck during the year 5782 over at Tura. Now, there's a, there's an interview, I think, coming up. Were you supposed to talk about that on the 18th? Was that connected to this? I'm being interviewed as well by um, Rabbi Dr. Zev Elif, who's the president of Gratz College, um, on Monday night at 8 o'clock uh, through Turo Talk. So if anybody who has access to that, you're invited to uh, kind of a more extensive and more elaborate conversation very, about the very same subject. Very cool. And knowing who you'll be speaking to, more academic as well. <laughs> So that's great. Bye bye. Well, one before you before you before you hang up, just one little point. I wrote the book not for academics, although I hope right. academics will appreciate it. It's right. really written for a general audience, Understood. and that's the response I've gotten. Oh, hundred percent. Don't but, be intimidated. But, it's not, it's not be designed to be intimidated. Uh, I agree with you. The only and I hundred percent agree with you. I, I just found myself having to reread certain things that sometimes uh, you know it, it indicates to me that it's a. Uh, a, a, and look, it's a high-level book, but it's certainly for the layperson, and I think a lot of people out there, especially those who follow along the Talmud, whether a Dafyomi system or otherwise, are going to appreciate it greatly. That's why we are highly recommending it. Dr. Sokol, thank you so much for joining us this morning. And thank you for having me. A Great pleasure. To speak to you again. Bye. I appreciate that. Thursday morning broadcast, more coming up at JM in the AM. <laughs>
Yeah. 
JM in the A, I'm Yaakov Shweki. You know what he's part of? Oh, yes. He, Yaakov Shweki, and Benny Friedman, and Avram Fried, and Leap are all part of this coming Sunday night's major spectacular brought to you by Ten Yad. You know, Ten Yad, which is an amazing, inter- at this point, international organization. I don't even know if they want to be international. They have, they have no choice. They do such great work that people from all around the world are begging them for help and coming to them for help. And um, Ten Yad, the quintessential Achnasas Kala organization, in three days, ten and a half hours, will start their tenathon with Avremel, with Benny Friedman, with Lipa, with Yaakov Shweki, and with me, Nachum Siegel, and many other wonderful guests, and a lot of amazing, amazing prizes. It's really become the auction of the year. For those of you looking for the incredible, unbelievable prizes in all categories, all price ranges. Uh, it's become the event of the year. So go to tenyad.org slash auction, tenyad.org slash auction. We'll continue to prepare with the entire team for an amazing production Sunday night, and all you have to do is donate. All you have to do is buy tickets and get ready to hopefully win some prizes. tenyad.org slash auction, tenyad.org slash auction. 
Go there now, support an amazing cause, get ready for a big event Sunday night, and get ready to hopefully, hopefully win some amazing and incredible prizes, 10yard.org. J.M. and the A.M. Thursday as we continue. And, uh, oh, I wanted to mention, so glad that I uh, reminded myself. Uh, our friends at ShopEichlers.com have announced that now through the 20th of October, now through next Wednesday, they have a big challah sale. Everything associated with challah is 15% off. I've got to tell this to Miriam Wallach. Everything associated with challah is 15% off. Challah boards, salt and uh, pepper. Well, I assume pepper as well, right? Don't these shakers come in pairs? <laughs> salt and shaker papers and holders. Salt and pepper shakers and holders. Uh, challah covers. Um, uh, challah knives, those fancy challah uh, folding knives, which are really cool. It's all there. Go to shopbyclothes.com, shopbyclothes.com, and to get ready to save 15% on everything challah-related. And that's happening between now and October the 20th. And remember, the majority of neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey, they've got same-day delivery. All the information at shopbyclothes.com. Again, shopbyclothes.com. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Full schedule, by the way. Uh, a full schedule here at JM in the AM, um, including Charlie Harari coming up at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time, right after JM in the AM, including uh, Michael Fragan at 9.30, including um, Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, coming up at... Uh, Coming up at 10.30, excuse me, I'm getting so confused because I'm trying to set up our next guest as I'm telling you to schedule, 10 a.m. Eastern time, at 10 a.m., Robbie's probably yelling now, 10 at the computer, 10 a.m. Eastern time will be the uh, Jew in the City Speaks, and that's going to be Allison with David Fishoff, our wonderful friend, discussing the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp and Rock Camp the Movie. That's life. Miriam Alwalik with pet therapist Avi Ben Mordechai. That's coming up live at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. And, of course, our live lunch at 11 o'clock. Live lunch, by the way, is going to go back uh, to the CD debut of the Mazuman album. I've already informed Heshi Rubin and Surly Williger. And I think I informed Gidon Levine also, if I'm not mistaken. I sent them a WhatsApp. Uh, we're going to be featuring that at 1 p.m. The JM and the AM from years ago that featured the uh, debut of the CD entitled Mazuman. And, of course, it's Thursday, and everybody's looking forward to the Arab Shabbos show. As you would imagine, Mark Zomik is going to host. It's brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, and it's unbelievable. And this Shabbos, or I should say tonight, and then at 3 a.m. tomorrow, and then at 10 a.m. tomorrow, it's all with Parshas Lechacha in mind. Mark Zomik, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? I hope you're getting an idea of just how popular the Erev Shabbos show is uh, becoming each and every week. I actually, it was funny. I, um, I'll talk about it on the show again tonight for those of you who don't want to hear the story twice. <laughs> but um, I was at, um, by the way, I forgot to call in to wish a Mazel Tov to my nephew Jacob Finkelstein on his engagement um, this past week. Mazel Tov. And we were at the engagement party. Um, her name is Nikki, and I'll remember her last name in a minute. Um, <laughs> and uh, from from Lawrence, and we had cousins who were there, and I never number of cousins I know who listen to the show. And one of them pointed out that well, his wife listens; she's a really big fan, which I know that. And um, 
he mentions, well, when, she, when he's in the kitchen doing dishes or whatever, he'll listen to the show as well. Right. And he managed to throw in that one paragraph conversation three times that he did, does the dishes. <laughs> and I, I don't know what point he was trying to make. I know, you know, these days we all, the, the, the roles of our grandparents and great-grandparents are, you know, are, we're much more fluid in terms of the work that we do. But he, it was important to him that he knew that I knew that he washes dishes. So uh, that was that. Yeah, but but it was nice that he brought it up. And it's Point. nice when I get feedback in the store or whatever. So. Point well taken, as they say. <laughs> yeah. the, the point got across in both in both ways. Right, um, exactly. So uh, tonight, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern time, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It's the Erev Shabbos show. You know, Lech Lecha's got a lot of material. Mark, you're on the spot tonight. You got you to gotta perform. You got to come up with uh, with two, three hours of, of really, really on-point selections for this evening's show. So I have to say, you know, every once in a while, there's an artist that makes it easy. And I don't know if it was Denny's Bar Mitzvah Parsha or something, but there are at least, I think, a half a dozen Denny songs that fit into the Kriyasa Torah or the Haftor for this week. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He took care of things for you, didn't he? <laughs> he t- made it really easy to that, get through this week. That That's at least a half hour's worth. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. All right, so Denny's obviously... Some good ones you wouldn't think of, like the Kovei Hashem, Yachali Fukakas and the Haftor. So there's really right. some good stuff. Uh, all right, so that's coming up with a lot of Denny this evening and other obviously other artists as well. And uh, and this is what happens every single week. I need people to realize. I mean, well, first of all, a lot of people do realize it uh, because it's obvious from the ratings that uh, a lot of people are tuned in every single Thursday night just to see what you're going to pull out of the hat in terms of music appropriate for the week. Uh, but we see it also Erev Shabbos between the um, 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. Friday morning slots when we uh, also hear the Erev Shabbos show. And, of course, the final hour, which this week I assume will begin about uh, quarter to five in that area. Yeah, uh, more or less. Yeah, all of those, all of those segments uh, as well are getting tremendous reaction, and and the Friday stuff is going on without our audience in Israel, and we're still getting incredible. Well, we, I should say, you are still getting incredible ratings for the Arab Shabbos show. So the more and more people learn about this, that there's an actual show that is designating specific music to get you in the mood for that week's uh, uh, Torah portion, that week's Haftorah, that whatever the, uh, whatever the, you know might be happening. Maybe as Kalbach's yard site's coming up next Friday, maybe Mark will sneak in some Kalbach selections as well. You never know. Whatever's happening in this world, it's all reflected on the Era of Shabbos show. So I wanted more and more people to be aware of it. And if you have never checked it out, check it out today, 7 p.m. Eastern time, uh, whether you're using your web radio or the telephone or using our app, which is obviously the most used uh, portion of all of our uh, offerings of all of our methods of listening, whatever it is, uh, whichever way you're tuned in, make sure to listen starting at 7 p.m. tonight. And the show tonight will go for about how long? How long? What's the length of tonight's show? No, I think it's a standard three-hour show. That's standard three well, hours well, is pretty amazing. Yeah, because, first of all, it, it needs to squeeze in between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Right. Because something happens at 6 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. That sometimes cuts the show off. I, whatever. Al- I always feel guilty about fading out your show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but it's a great so lead. Try to keep it to three hours. But I'll tell you one thing: it's a great lead, Mister Zabik. No worries. By the way, Nikki Meyer, the yeah. daughter of uh, Elizabeth and Bitsala Meyer from Lyon, very nice. Is the, uh, the the young lady engaged to my nephew Jacob Finkelstein, my to my sister Karen, and her husband Rabbi Stephen Finkelstein, who uh, Gabriel Siegel's probably going to see today. By the way, uh, let's hope. 
I would assume so. Assuming they both make it to school, they'll see each other, right? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Baruch Hashem. Uh, everything is hopping at TABC. So, yeah, Baruch Hashem. Thank God the Yeshiva. Thank God the Yeshiva League schools, and obviously the one I hear most about is TABC, but thank God we are getting reports that the campuses are so much more lively, so much more active. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I like or don't like the expression of life getting back to normal, and who knows what normal means, but it is nice to see that campuses are a lot more. Well, I, it's more than that. I, like, if you don't watch the news right. and, you know, you avoid talking in shul, you'd think that most <laughs> of my world is back to normal. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, seriously. And in shul, it's like, you know, talking about vaccines is like talking about the weather. That's what it has become. Right. So, um, but Baruch Hashem, you know, it's, uh, we do what we can do. We're all as protected as we can get. And we got to get, but, you know, life has to continue. What an attitude. You and I on the same page on this one. Uh, Mr. Zamek, good luck tonight and good luck tomorrow, and thanks so much for all you're doing to uh, enhance our uh, incredible uh, um, uh, audience out there as they uh, just – look, it's obvious. The live programming, the original programming, the new programming, I mean, th- those, are, those are the features that are keeping people more and more engaged, and I thank you for taking care of so much of it. It is my greatest pleasure. Mark Zamek, everybody. He's the host tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time. And, of course, the Erev Shabbos show and our Erev Shabbos music mix in the final hour, all brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, who, like us, like us, Kedem's important all week long. We know that. They're, they're such an important company in the Jewish world. But like us, when it comes to Thursday and Friday, they get so much more additional focus and, of course, we get so much more additional focus. As we always say, when it's when you start Thursday morning with JM and the AM, there is no reason to ever touch that dial until you get to candlelighting time. More coming up, including this uh, brand-new one. Let's do the brand-new single off of the brand-new album, the brand-new title track from 8th Day at JM and the AM. <laughs> Designer, any clock that ticks is telling me 
in the world Till there'll be peace in the world Peace in Yerushalayim It's still Yom Kippur Israel Betach Vashem Israel you know, friends, sometimes it makes me sad, but sometimes it makes me happy. Israel has no friends in the world. The Holy Land, the only people of Israel are all alone. But you know what we have, We have one friend in heaven,
JM in the AM with Mayor Sherman. Ever since we uh, revisited some of his classic material, we've been <laughs> we've been playing it like crazy. Mayor Sherman with Mo Da'ani. That goes back, I have to assume, almost 40 years, if not more. Wow. Amazing. Shlomo Kalbach, Yisrael Batach. Lots of Kalbach uh, tefillot this Shabbos because the Kalbach yard site is next Friday. And you heard Lucky from 8th Day here at JM in the AM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount at all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code RADIO. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. And a reminder that our friends at Makor Disability Services have a very big weekend coming up. And you can be part of it either as a walker a runner, or a sponsor. The 5th Annual Makar Run and Walk is in Marine Park, Brooklyn, this coming Sunday. Take a step to improve the lives of individuals with special needs. Proceeds benefit Makar Disability Services. They promise awesome swag and refreshments as well. To register or to sponsor a runner, go to uh, run4makar. That's number four. Run4makar.org. Again, run4, the number four, Makar. Org. Well, the amazing Stacy Siegel said to me, you must, must, must interview uh, the amazing Stacy Zrien. Stacy Zrien, I find out, is someone we actually spoke to on the air before when we did uh, some of our Achiezer shows from Central Avenue in, um, in the five towns. Uh, for the past 10 years, Stacy Zrien has been volunteering for Achiezer, helping people with budgeting and financial planner. She recently became a certified financial planner, a CFP, and continues to work on a volunteer basis. And over the past three years, and this is unbelievable, and you'll hear what I have to say about this in a minute, because um, I think it's one of the most important things in our community. Over the last three years, she's begun to uh, speak to various groups, high school students, newly married couples, young singles, about the importance of budgeting and financial planning for everyone in the Jewish community. And um, she's got a whole bunch of... Uh, anecdotes and episodes where uh, people have you know taken difficult situations and turned them around with her advice she also has an instagram account now called making sense with stacy sense is spelled c e n t s and stacy is spelled s t a c e y so check out on instagram making sense with stacy she posts a short clip every few days inspired by general issues discussed with clients Hoping it becomes a venue for people to ask questions, and then Stacy will be able to respond with some great advice. Stacy Zrien, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. I think you covered everything. I don't know if there's anything else for me to say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a more important issue. Well, you know, I'm not talking about spirituality and religion right now. I'm talking about in terms of our community. I don't know if there's a more important issue. I always tell my kids, and we've discussed this a million times, that life. Not just going to a casino and, and not just, you know, being concerned with fantasy football, but life is all about money management. And I would bet you would say I'm not overstating it. You're not overstating it, especially in our community. It is such a critical piece. And after so many years of trying to get this issue to, you know, be more at the forefront of from people's minds, I think we're finally getting there. And for some people, it takes a long time. For some people, it could take years or decades. Frankly, some people are thankful that they, they figure it out before you know their life is over, frankly. Uh, but what you're trying to do is get people started early. And, and when I saw that you're speaking to high school groups, and I saw 
that you're speaking to newly married couples. I mean, if you can give them an education about money management at that age and money management as they're starting out and really just the value of the dollar and how important it is to, you know, deal with each dollar, you know, responsibly. I mean, what a victory that is. And I alluded to the fact, I mean, you must have a million stories. I mean, you volunteered with Achiezer for people that were in desperate situations. You must have a million stories about families that turned their lives around because of this. A lot of stories. And the wonderful part is that we are no longer meeting mostly with families in desperate situations. We're now meeting with just regular families, either starting out or looking to buy a home or looking to enter retirement. And we're talking to all types of people. I had three three clients last week with net net worths over a million dollars. This is no longer for the destitute. It's for everybody, and I I'm so thrilled for that because it's just really a venue for everybody to understand the best way for them to move forward. Be- because people in our community are intelligent enough and are responsible enough to do this, we just uh, many of them just don't have the tools. So it sounds like because thank God you've met with so many people and now they have the tools that they're in a completely different situation. Absolutely. I think, you know, it was always assumed finances wasn't spoken about. It was something that was under the radar, and you were sort of supposed to, you know, know magically how to do that. And as Jews, we learn everything else, but somehow that was sort of a, oh, well, you'll just get it when you get there. And you don't just get it when you get there. And now, in addition to Achiezer's amazing Westwood Financial Management Program, the OU has spearheaded a huge initiative across the United States to really bring this topic to the forefront. yeah. You're, you remind me of two things. You remind me of uh, of a, an instructor I know in a uh, in a Haredi school. Not, not that it matters, but people understand why I reference it that way. In a Haredi school who said the biggest difference he made in his life was teaching his students how to balance a checkbook. Now imagine that. <laughs> that, that I mean, I'm sure you can appreciate it. That, they, you know, that That's one step in, you know, again, the money management piece. And, the, and then you remind me of my friend Albert Kahn. Who who has made a, uh, a a campaign a crusade if you if you will of trying to remind young couples in the Jewish world why it's so important to buy life insurance just so we won't have situations where where people leave you know this this earth suddenly and 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 leave a spouse and eight children and then you know you have to go raise money in the community if they have a even a limited life insurance policy you know from the beginning they'll have what they need in order to continue life so you remind me of that you know just having the tools and establishing a family with the necessary components to be able to manage money properly you got it well, we're very enthusiastic about what you're doing tell me about making sense with Stacy, what type of impact has the Instagram account had so far? So, so far, as my kids will tell you, it's had an impact on them because we're still at a very low number of subscribers. <laughs> but I am hoping that it will grow. I've got terrific little anecdotes that come up, obviously, without names. Nobody's, sure. uh, you know, anonymity is always preserved. Um, but there are a lot of questions that I see over and over, and I want those to be able to be accessible to everybody. If eight people are asking me that question, then maybe there are hundreds or thousands of people out there who can benefit from that short answer. It's a, it's a 60-second clip. It's really, really short. And uh, I'll try to post a few times a week. And uh, just to, you know, answer a quick question or bring up a quick topic that seems to be coming up a lot with my clients. And hopefully uh, it's enjoyable and it's, uh, it's, you know, fast and an easy way to get a quick financial tip for that week. When you, um, w- when you dealt with and continue to deal with people on a volunteer basis and meet with, you know, uh, husbands and wives, et cetera, um, and then, of course, you know, as you've expanded and, and continue, you know, on a more professional level, uh, is there? Can you pinpoint one thing? And I know this is such a hard question to answer because obviously it's really a general, you know, whole package aspect. But is there one area of Jewish life where you would say to yourself, if only 
people in our community could manage this? Like, is it tuition? Is it food bill? Is it clothing? Like, is there one thing where you said to yourself, you know what, the, the biggest problem or one of the major components is, is our community's attitude toward this? So it's not so much attitude as it is challenge. I think tuition is and will continue for at least the foreseeable future to be the biggest challenge on the plate. Um, it is just expensive to give a private school education to uh, right. to our children. And uh, we're getting good education, and I think the dollars are being spent wisely by the schools, but it's a lot of money. Um, the second challenge that I think was always a little bit of a challenge but has really crept up in second place there is just the cost of housing in from areas. Right. It used to be that if you couldn't afford a house in Lawrence, you went to Woodmere. If you couldn't afford a house in Woodmere, you went to North Woodmere. Not North Woodmere, West Hems, you know. And now there's, there's nowhere left. I mean, there's just, you know, from Lakewood to Jackson to, to, to everywhere, there are just so many um, areas that are really saturated and the price of housing has gone up so much that I think that's, that's posing a challenge to our, to our younger, uh, you know, families I mean, as well. I mean, no joke, and I'm sure you know this, out-of-town communities are benefiting like crazy from that. They are, and fortunately or unfortunately, they're also getting a little expensive. Right. Um, so that's getting a little tricky, too. I, I know there are a lot of groups out there who are looking for new, untapped um, you know, communities. So hopefully there will be you know, new things on the horizon that allow young families who are working yeah. well and saving well uh, to also own homes and, and live uh, you know, happily in communities. Yeah, I don't know how long Tampa is going to stay affordable, but maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe for a little <laughs> while. Um, all right. Uh, I am sure there are people out out there. Oh, by the way, before I ask you about information how people can reach you, I have to imagine that that at some point, months or years later, you were approached by a couple and you were told, because of you, I was able to send my kid to summer camp. Because of you, I was able to afford you know this yuntif or this special occasion or the upcoming wedding or bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah of my child. There has to have been where people saw the fruits of their labor of managing money properly. Thank God I have gotten many over the years. I've gotten invitations to Saudat Hoda'az, where people are, you know, out of debt. Um, I've gotten invitations wow. to weddings. I've gotten just notes from people who have said thank you. I'm getting, thank God, a lot of notes from single individuals, from single, you know, young women and young men who are starting retirement accounts that they otherwise would not have known, right. and then come back to me with a, with a, a co you know, as a couple a year or two later or three, and saying, look, look at what I put aside because you 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 know suggested that I start saving yeah. and uh, and that, that's yeah. the best forget forget about the car and summer camp they're going to call you 30 years from now thank god I'm able to live as a retiree I would love that <laughs> I would love that that's what's going to happen look I don't know if anyone again you know rabbinic leaders and spirituality aside I don't know if anyone's doing more important work in the Jewish world than you are and I have a feeling there are people in this audience who will want to contact you. Let me remind everybody, the Instagram account is called Making Sense, C-E-N-T-S, with Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y. It's Stacey Zrian, who's with us live via telephone. And what other um, uh, methods of communication would you like to uh, mention this morning so that people both, I guess people who would approach you, you know, maybe as a volunteer effort through an organization like Achiezer, or people who want to approach you as a certified financial planner and your role as a professional, uh, how could they reach you? So I actually only work as a volunteer, much to my husband's chagrin. Wow. Um, and they can reach me by contacting Aliza Wartelski at Achiezer. 
Um, it's A Wartelsky, W A R T E L S K Y, at achiezer.org. She is the coordinator of the Westwood Financial Management Program in the Five Towns and Frockway area, but people can write in from anywhere, and she will arrange a meeting either with me or one of the other financial planners on our uh, committee. So you are definitely willing to meet with people outside of the Long Island area? Do it all day long. <laughs> and, and, Again, as you said, to some people's chagrin, you literally say so you got this degree and you literally are staying in the field of volunteerism. Thank God. So far. Wow. Thank God. Unbelievable. Kavod. I'm telling you, I mean, I'm sure you do understand, but it's all about money management. That's the phrase I always quote. It's That's all, it. so many areas of life are all about money management. So why not have the tools to deal with one of the most important parts of life? Simple as that. Uh, Stacy, a real pleasure to um, uh, to speak to Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you. Have a great day and continue your great work. Thank you so much for Thanks. that. Bye, everyone. Thank you. A. Wartelski at Achiezer.org. If you want to speak with Stacy Zrien, Z-R-I-H-E-N, A. Wartelski at Achiezer.org. I'm very passionate about this topic. We can get young people, every married couple of any background, even people who come from money, as the expression goes. A lot of them have no clue what to do. In, in fact, a lot of times they're in a worse situation in terms of those tools because of the way they grew up. Not a criticism, just a reality. A. Wartelski at Achiezer.org. Ask about meeting with or speaking to Stacy Zrien, S-T-A-C-E-Y-Z-R-I-H-E-N. Her Instagram account is Making Sense, C-E-N-T-S, with Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y. Thursday morning broadcast. Happy birthday to Maishi Rosenwasser. The word is out. Maishi Rosenwasser is celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday from all of us here at JM Dan. Big thank you to Rabbi Bixen. Big thank you to um, Rabbi Guttenberg. Um, big thank you to everybody who were hosting us down at the Congregation Beth Israel and, of course, at uh, – the Hebrew Academy down in Miami Beach. What a tremendous trip it was. And thank you to everybody with the wonderful reaction on uh, on our app and on social media. Much appreciated. <laughs> Listener Klein says, Yeshiva Hockey is back. All is good. <laughs> I think that was a reference to uh, my conversation with Mark Zamek. Chaya says, thank you for the enriching interview with my Dr. Sokol. Yeah, he's amazing. Schwiger says, Boker Toe from sunny South Florida. I truly enjoyed your live shows. They were fabulous. I learned so much about Miami Beach, and I'm a Floridian. Yashikal, keep up your amazing work to continue to inspire Yidin around the world. Thank you for that. Thank you very much for that. Um, Rabbi Cash, who we saw down in Florida, says, Great show with Stacy in North Miami Beach. There are over 100 vacation homes, meaning that for those of us who live here? We can't find places to live in our own community. Yeah, we know it. Believe oh, in in Florida and in Miami specifically, in that or North Miami Beach area, we know it. We know about that problem. Boy, oh boy! Someone told me, someone told me about a housing miracle that they had. That it's so hard down there to to get a house, and especially one at an affordable price. And they just lucked out. It is uh, it is very difficult down there. Uh, I want to remind you about today's schedule, if I may. Since once we hit Thursday, there's no reason to ever touch that dial here at JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, after JM and AM, it's Charlie Harari, an in-depth look on the topic of I wish I would have. Wow. 
Charlie Harari 15 minutes from now on the topic of I wish I would have. Michael Fragan has Michael and Jack Martins of the New York Redistricting Commission discussing the decennial reapportionment and how it will affect the 2022 election. If you're into politics, that's a big show to listen to. Uh, Try your hardest to tune in. It'll be uh, Michael Fragan discussing with his guests the New York Redistricting Commission and the reapportionment. Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Josephs has David Fishoff, the legendary producer and our wonderful friend. He'll discuss the rock and roll fantasy camp and rock camp, the movie. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. She'll have pet therapist Avi Ben-Mordechai on the air starting at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. And, of course, we'll live lunch at 11. The Throwback Thursday will include the Mizumin debut, the CD debut from many, many years ago, the Mizumin debut. On Throwback Thursday at 1 o'clock, and of course, the Arab Shabbat Show with Mark Zomik is brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, 7 p.m. tonight right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. So there's a lot happening, a whole bunch of great programming, and as we always say on Thursday and Friday, absolutely no reason to touch that dial once you've said it to the Nahum Siegel Network. Those of you listening on Naki Radio or any web radio, welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the Nahum Siegel Network.
J.M. in the A.M. with Zusha. Mivakshe Hashem is the name of that one. Mordechai ben David Yamim. You heard that one. Also a classic. We've been playing some classics. Can't deny that. We've been playing some classics this morning. <laughs> Here at J.M. in the A.M. Big day. I think it's a... Uh, I think it's legitimate to say we have a big day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. If you look at our schedule... I would call this a big day. Charlie Harari's coming up next. He's got the uh, the topic of I wish I would have. Spin class with Michael Fragan at 930. He'll speak with Michael and Jack Martins of the New York Redistricting, Redistricting Commission. I can't I get that straight. Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Joseph with our good friend David Fishoff, a legendary producer. They'll discuss rock and roll fantasy camp and rock camp the movie. That's Life with Miriam Al Wallach. Miriam is joined by from pet therapist Avi Ben Mordechai. Live lunch between 11 and 1. Throwback Thursday includes the debut of the Mazuman CD from years ago. 
And uh, Erev Shabbat Show tonight, Mark Zamek brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. If you don't receive our daily thread, just write to Avrami. He'll make sure to get it to you. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, that's AF at NahumSiegel.com. Um, oh, we've had a big week with new users on our app. That's nice to see. When did this week begin? This week began on the 10th, right? What a nice week. Thank you to everybody who's become a member, a registered user on our app. That is wonderful to see. Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog sausage in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. I may actually be uh, near the A&H display at Aaron's Casino Farms later today. I may again, I may again, Fool my friends at Aaron's Casino Farms, and instead of shopping on Friday, I may be there today. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a little bit different, but it may happen. The fifth annual Makar Run and Walk is happening this Sunday in Marine Park, Brooklyn. Take a step to improve the lives of individuals with special needs. Uh, all proceeds benefit Makar Disability Services. Uh, there'll be awesome swag and refreshments. All you need to do is register, or if you want, you could sponsor a runner at runformacor.org, runformacor.org, Marine Park this Sunday. The Tenyat event is Sunday with uh, Avram Fried, Yaakov Shweki, and Benny Friedman and Lipa. I'll be there as the host. According to the countdown on the Tenyad website, it starts three days and nine and a half hours from now. Make sure to join us. A lot of great prizes, a lot of great music. Tenyad.org, Tenyad.org, be as generous as possible. Hey, you may win some great prizes for your generosity. What would be wrong with that? Happy birthday to Maishi Rosenwasser. Celebrating a birthday today. And um, what else did I want to mention? Did I get it all in this morning? I believe so. When you go to the Art Scroll website, no matter what you order, you can save and you could get free shipping by using promo code radio. Our advice when you go to the Art Scroll website is always use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsor digital radio. Around the world, the web at on the Nahum Single Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday at JM in the AM. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll live lunch with you at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And a big hello to all of our brand new listeners down in Miami Beach. It was great visiting you this week. And thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll be on with us and uh, plenty more. Hey, it's a Friday. You know what that means. Plus, it's a Kalbach Shabbos coming up. So that'll enhance our musical selections as well. What do we always say? Once you hit Thursday at the Nahum Single Network, do not touch that dial. There's just no reason to. Great programming all day, all night. Simple as that. The Arab Shabbos show tonight at 7, tomorrow morning at 3, especially for those of you in Israel, tomorrow morning at 10 as well. All brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Have a wonderful Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.